When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to the Her Hoop Stats podcast. I'm Gabe Ibrahim with Dano Mataya, who is in New York covering the WNBA draft, uh, which just happened. It's pretty late here on the East Coast, folks. Uh, it's about 11.03. Uh, if you've caught our podcast from various locations during the NCAA tournament, you know that at some point we're going to fade here because we, we've had a lot of energy used up tonight. But it was a great night. The draft was unbelievable. Tons of surprises. We're going to get into all of our reactions. But Dano, just like, let me know what the vibe was like in New York. The vibe was like Jay-Z's, you know, agent party. Everyone was dressed to the tens. <laughs> I felt so underdressed. So uh, wasn't a problem, though. Focus isn't on me. No. The energy in the room was awesome. Uh, you had some some current uh, WNBA players there from Derrica Hamby. Uh, Liberty, I think, had three players there, so good rep- uh, representation on them. Uh, Lisa Leslie was in the was in the joint. Uh, felt like she talked to every player who was at the draft. Really, uh, that's so you, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I caught a picture of it a few times. Uh, great ambassador of the game. Uh, the media room was packed uh, to the brim. And then uh, the draft setup was was overall, I think, an awesome success. You know, Kath Engelbert's first draft uh, in person for her. So uh, really excited for for all the players. It's uh, it's so cool. You feel bad for the last two drafts that didn't happen in person. No, I thought the, the moment was really there uh, and you had all the stars and everyone's outfits. Um, and by the way, hold on. We, we should mention subscribe to the YouTube channel. Our, our Twitter names are going to pop up or maybe they did. I don't know. I'm going to edit this late night. So anything can happen in this video at the moment. Just make sure you're subscribed because we appreciate it. But back to the draft. I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It was just like, it felt nice to be back. Like, like a lot of things. And um, I, I wasn't there because I, 
I went to the women's final four and unfortunately that's turned into a bit of a super spreader event. Everyone seems good, but I made like a panic attack decision when I was at Amtrak. I was like, I've been a little sick. I just heard from a bunch of people that they got sick. They got, they tested positive. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go. I'm going to keep myself out of it. Which I You're think a hero. Is, you know, I, I just sacrifice often uh, and shouts to Amtrak for making pretty much any travel cancelable. But I thought the draft, though, like it being in person was important for these players. I thought they got to have a moment. They got to, you know, show off their fits. I thought that whole part of it was really great and it got a ton of attention. And I think it brought in, you know, people that are interested in that side of the game while also being interested in the actual on-court stuff. And I think it, the, the, the draft kind of brings that together, right? Absolutely. And it was cool. They did a few events in the city. I, the players went to a few courts and seeing you know young girls showing up at these basketball courts and mm-hmm. I, I mean the player that they hounded more than anybody was uh, actually Dustin Henderson like really it was it was the cutest thing I've ever seen <laughs> uh also like just inspiring like seeing her her out her outreach to New York uh was super mm-hmm. cool and then uh earlier this morning they all went to uh the Empire State Building where they lit the tower orange in honor of the WNBA so uh, just cool experiences for these players. And, you know, uh, Nayara, uh, N- I'm butchering her name, Nayara Savli, yeah. uh, was was adamant about, you know, uh, help getting pics with her Polaroid camera and her <laughs> uh, disposable camera. Uh, so I, I, I'm happy to say that I took at least one picture, I think, of her and Sedona Prince oh, uh, awesome. uh, this evening on that disposable camera. I hope she doesn't lose it tonight. Who knows how crazy it'll get. You know, I feel like I was just like workshopping a theory about like how this draft was so impacted by the Spice Girls and TLC and like Destiny's Child and all like our early 90s um, bands. Cause like, I don't know. I saw Haley Van Lith there. I swear, I think I saw that outfit in Spice World, the Spice Girls movie at some point. I think Ginger Spice wore it. I'm going to find the picture if it exists. If I'm right, I'll find the picture. I'll send it out. But I was like, this is very 90s fashion. The Polaroids and disposables sounds very 90s. Seeing her, uh, nobody else kind of caught your eye more. I mean, it wasn't just like the, you know, the uh, the pink up top and then the white. <laughs> it was the the pink accented glasses. Yes. I'm 99% sure the, the person with her was her stylist. It was also all in pink. Uh, it was she was like probably 50 percent of the conversation before the draft everyone was talking about <laughs> Haley's outfit uh got to talk to her for a little bit and ask her some questions and she was just dripping and swagging confidence tonight no she's she's all i feel like that's always her um the only time i've ever seen her without that that swagging confidence was when miami beat them in the acc tournament and there we get there we go our, our requisite miami mentioned on the podcast all right dana let's talk let's talk about the actual draft um, obviously there was a ton of surprises. There was a lot of things. The top three go pretty much according to plan. We have Ryan Howard, Melissa Smith, Shakira Austin. We can kind of circle back to that if we want to. Um, but I do want to get to from, from four on, I think we could have surprises. I think that's where we saw a lot of intrigue happening. So what for you is the first moment where you said, wow, like I was not expecting that in this draft. I think the obvious answer is six, mm-hmm. uh, with Lexi Hole. Not a single mock draft I saw scouring the internet had her in the first round. Most of the time when I saw second rounds, I didn't see her there either. Uh, 
but I think I'll start with pick four. Emily Angsler, I know you mentioned probably her more than anyone. Her uh, mm-hmm. draft stock improved more than anybody else. But I, I really expected Kirsten Bell to go yeah. way higher. Um, so I was, ex- I mean, I had, I want to say like uh, at least. 80% of the mock drafts I looked at at Christian Bell going forth or uh, Sobley going forth, but it seemed like everyone was expecting in the room after Angsler's name got called. There was no shock at all. Uh, Sobley to five seemed natural. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like the, the Liberty were looking for a big, so that made sense. But yeah, uh, as soon as Lexi's whole, Lexi Hull's name dropped, everyone in the room definitely kind of a, uh, at least I had a buzz around it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, it was, it was pretty shocking. Call it six. I mean, Angsler at four too. It was, I agree with you. It was a little bit shocking. Cause I think we had, you know, four, five, six, a lot of people had bell sobbing myself included had bell sobbly Angsler. Well, I had cloud at five and we'll, mm. we'll talk, we'll talk about the oh, Nia cloud. And, we'll talk about the Nia cloud and hive in just a moment. She will get a lot of a run on this podcast, but Angsler. Yeah. I think it was a little, it was a little surprising for him to go there. Not, necessarily because of her talent just because like it's a weird fit now with Nalissa Smith like this is a I think one of the things I really liked about Angsler one of the things we saw in the tournament was like hey maybe she could be a four like you know don't look at the stats too hard against South Carolina if you watch the tape she played Aaliyah Boston decently considering the size difference I think she played a lot of players um she played up to their size and that showed, hey, maybe she could be a four. Maybe she could be a three. Maybe we don't have to push her into that three, four transition, which is so hard to do in the WNBA that, you know, hey, maybe maybe we can get a little bit more versatility out of her if you have there in that spot. Well, now Melissa Smith is going to take over that four spot naturally. So now you're kind of pushing Angsler to the three, which it, it may have been her ultimate destiny, but I think she got to do it a lot sooner. So that's where the, the surprise comes in. And then, yeah, Lexi Hall. Um you know, certainly not. It's not crazy that you went in the first round, um, but going at six was high. Going at six was, I think, high. I think a, a few people around the league also, like, you know, said like that. That seems a little high for Lexi Hall. But then you step back, right? Like, let's step back on Indiana for a sec. They got Melissa Smith. They get Emily Anks. They get Lexi Hall. They get uh, Queen Agbo at ten, and they get Destiny Henderson at twenty. And it's like, if you had told me that they had gotten those players in a different order, I would have been like, that's amazing. So I think we just have to, like, is, I think it's fair to say they had a really good draft still. It's a valid point. Valid point. I mean, Destiny Anderson at 20, obvious steal. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, I mean, the roster composition is just something to, to look at. It's, it's hard, to, hard to put together right now in my head. But, I mean... If I think about the end of the last WNBA season, I feel like the team made a lot of strides. Uh, definitely started playing a lot better than than they had been playing. And, and thinking about the weapons that they do have in Kelsey Mitchell and uh, and Tiffany Mitchell, it's it's just kind of it's just hard to hard to picture the the guards fitting in there, um, even though they do need more. So I just can't I. You said it's not crazy for her to go in the first round. It's just, uh, it's still crazy to me that Lexi Hall went before uh, Destiny Henderson and they ended up on the same team. And like, like a lot, like it wasn't like, it was like the Nets. It's, it wasn't even the next 
pick of the team. It was like late in the second. I think that was another shock is just how far destiny fell. Um, I guess, you know, and I, I'm going to try to do some reporting or something um, like trying to figure out like why she felt maybe it's her size. Maybe it was this, maybe it was that, um, you know, certainly it seems like she, she had a lot of momentum coming in like Angsler did. So it was a little surprising to see her fall that far. Uh, but still for De- for Henderson, like I mentioned, like this is not a bad landing spot. If you look at the teams that were in the second round here around 20 where she got drafted. So if she got drafted anywhere else in the second round, there's not like a ton of roster spots there. Um, like Atlanta yeah. has one, Washington has one, Vegas had one at the top of the, uh, of the second round, you know, so it's it just like, there wasn't a ton of spots. So if she got drafted to like, say the sparks or something, then well, it's like, well, she may be in danger of not making it at, at 20. If she's as good as we think she is, I hope she will be. She's probably making this team. So I, I think it, it, it turned out okay for destiny. It just wasn't what we pictured. And I think that's the same thing for Indiana is like, it turned out okay for them. It was just not the way we pictured. And they gave us some excellent content. So thank you again, Fever. No matter who Absolutely. is the GM, no matter who is the GM there, just continue making seemingly random draft picks. And hopefully it'll work out for you guys one day. Well, I want you guys to succeed, but I need the content as well. I can I can uh I can get behind that, but uh, I did see a lot of banter on Twitter about their their draft and I, I don't think they're looking at it holistically. I think they should be taking the yeah. Gabe Ibrahim approach. Take a step back. Look how pretty it is at the end of the day. And there's nowhere to go but up with this team. So should be happy, Fever fans. And uh, I believe that is the most I've talked about the Indiana Fever on a podcast. So in like the last two seasons. So good job, Fever. We're pulling for you. All right, let's... Let's keep let's keep moving. Uh, where where else were the surprises for you? Um, you know, I'd stay. So we get to we as we mentioned, Sabli goes five to New York. Um, I think that was a pick a lot of people saw. Just you know, had bantered That's about it just because she has a very high upside. They could use a center going forward. She may not be anything because of the injuries, but uh, I think that's fine. Hall goes six, as we mentioned. Veronica Burton goes seventh to dallas not too surprising i i had her lower but i was like you know i wouldn't be surprised if she's the first guard taken seven through 12 i felt like was a natural fit maybe even six but yeah yeah i thought she probably i would have probably taken the cloud over her but i get it because like burnt also has a kind of unique skill set and and does something that's a little different although i think we talk uh, we talk a lot about her defense but we don't often mention that she only played zone in college and i think that's a big deal i I think it's a very difficult transition i think the reason she got drafted seventh truly is because of her offense her offense is great she's a great distributor she can shoot well she can shoot kind of um and she she does a lot off the balance so i think that's why really what pushed her to get drafted we talk about her defense a lot i just wanted to know like what's your take on her playing so much zone and how you see that translate uh i the zone part i really didn't think about until you brought up and it it is interesting but I mean, I've been on her offense for a while. I mean, she averages almost 18 a game in a uh, in a tough conference. I mean, the Big Ten is physical, oh, yeah. and uh, she really holds her own. So uh, I was happy to say, you know, I saw her earlier in the weekend, so it wasn't just tonight with her wearing heels. She does look bigger in person, so <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I think it's a great fit for that team. I think that's one thing, uh, I, I don't know if 
the point guards they have right now are there are the answer and i think uh i think maybe often gets caught up bringing the ball up too many times and yeah, would be too. great off ball uh i think she's she's got the personality and uh probably the work ethic to to come in and play uh the way veronica johnson wants so uh you know i I think it's. I think that's like the perfect spot for her. You you, you combine Veronica Burton and Vicky Johnson. Oh, thank you. I was I'm like, sorry. but I was like also thinking like oh. that'd be a hell of a basketball player if we put those two together. I, I should thank you. Okay, I gotta find some. I gotta find some tips. But regardless, <laughs> uh, I agree with you, and like I think she could be an answer there at point guard. I, I think I have to dig a little bit more just to see how the fit works, um, because I, I think you know Mabry works really well. But I'm with you. I don't think she can play the one that often so i gotta dig into a little bit more of the fit just like how much burton can do off the ball with a player like arika because i don't i mean she's never played with a player like arika at no. northwestern so Not no one's played with it <laughs> i was about to correct myself no one has played with a player like arika um so burton's cool the aces had an interesting yes. draft and maybe maybe this is where we, we stop for a second and talk about the aces so maya hollingshed from Colorado is the eighth overall pick. So that's the, that's a pick you uh, should remember that they traded up for. Yes. They traded their first round pick next year and uh, well, swapped their second round pick, I believe for number eight and Minnesota's second round pick as well. So they get Hollingshed, which was just kind of shocking, not like super shocking, but shocking that she went ahead of Chris Kirsten Bell. They end up getting Kirsten Bell anyways at 11 which might be the steal of the draft. And then at 14 mm-hmm. at uh, the first pick in the second round, 13, they get Kayla pointer, which we definitely should have seen coming considering that she is the niece of the general manager in Las Vegas, a team that needed guards that do things that pointer does. So what's your take on uh, the aces draft? Everyone I talked to every mock draft I looked at Holly Shub is nowhere to be found. Uh, Anywhere above, I think, 17. So, er- or I would below want- 17. I do want to shout out SB Nation's uh, Eric oh, Numchuk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, Eric has been on uh, Hollingshed for a while, and he had her – oh, he didn't stick to it. He has her at 19 in the final mock, but he had her mm-hmm. like eighth in his, his original um, big board, and he, he's been on her. But I just wanted to g- give him a shout-out because he has been team Maya. I, I talked to him today uh, about his latest after the trade and seeing if he had any uh, kind of major changes. And I want to say he, he stuck uh, this morning, he stuck Nick cloud in there oh. uh, in that eight spot. But yeah, I mean, I was expecting just not that if you're trading up for the eighth pick, uh, right. you know, I I'm thinking you're, you're taking some, some other big, uh, big name off the board. And I think you could have gotten in the hauling shed later, but uh, I mean, excellent point about Pointer, and I, yeah, Kirsten Bell. Uh, I, I mean, there's there's so many weapons on that team as it is, and I mean, I I think their pace. I mean, every single player they drafted fits their pace. Uh, who knows what's going to be like with Becky Hammond, but uh, the pace that they had last year, at least, is going to be so nice with with any of these three that you know, could potentially uh, be on the roster and get playing time. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think um, I wouldn't bet on Becky Hammond slowing it down from Bill. Yeah. If, if anything, I think they may go faster, 
but they, I mean, I think I haven't done all the maths yet, but all of those draft picks I just mentioned should fit into the roster. Um, they certainly plug in holes there for the aces and the aces are, are trying for a championship. But that's no secret. Um, so I think the, those three players that they got in the first and second round could be contributors. And they're hoping that at least one of them can contribute soon. So I, I'm, I'm with you. It was a little weird that they traded up for Hollingshed. Um, but I'm guessing they had some intel. I don't know, man. I don't know how some of this stuff works because everyone, let me tell you, I think I've said this on this podcast a bunch of times. I don't believe anybody come draft time. I think everyone is lying to me. The only people I believe are the ones that are, are speaking in platitudes and I appreciate it. Cause it's like, okay, at least you're not like directly lying to my face. I don't believe anybody in draft time. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know how their intel worked. Maybe someone said we're going to take Hollingshed and then bada bing, bada boom. Um, they, they had to move up for it, but they, I think they end up getting the, the higher ceiling player in Bell. I think Hollingshed is going to really fit in there. And I think Pointer can plug some gaps at the one and two, um, you know, if, if they have space or can't find a, a better alternative. But I mean, I think, you know, yeah. being, being you drafted your niece gives you a pretty good chance to make the team. Um, so where else, where else do you want to go? I mean, I think a New York had a really interesting draft. Um, you know, I think Washington did some interesting things and obviously we have to talk about Nia Cloud and so whichever one of those you want to go to. Before we get to that, I, I mean, I think we, we did kind of skip over, uh, I mean, we, we kind of ran through the fever. I I hate to go back to, uh, the fever right away, but, uh, I want to give credit to, uh, I think it's Michelle Veeple from yeah, ESPN. Yeah. Well, uh, she had Queen Igbo in her like original mock draft, uh, at least like two or three versions ago. Mm-hmm. And I looked into it and I was like, well, this, this makes sense. And I, I didn't understand why she was falling. So uh, there were a lot of cheers when she got drafted uh, in the first round. Um, definitely from the professionals table that was, uh, that was sitting close. So I do, uh, I do, I guess I'll say I'm not surprised with that pick. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, I think she was a first round pick at some point, like you're mentioning, like Volpo had her in the first. Um, I was just a little surprised because, like, <laughs> now now we have a whole front court log, but they do need a center, and she is a center. Um, and she does work with Melissa Smith. So I, I'm with you. I think, you know, it, it wasn't that shocking. Um, okay, but we're 20 minutes and we got to talk about Nia Cloud. Yeah. We're here. We got to talk about Yes. Her. So she was a dark apple of my eye. You're part of the Nia Cloud and Hive. We have several other members. I had my shirt on earlier today. Um, so it was, there was a small, there's a very small and, and a ferocious group of Nia Cloud and fans. I know you got to talk to her, so I want to hear about that. I also want to hear about, you know, what you think of her. I mean, falling from where I had her, but still getting in the first round with the sun. One, I don't think there's a more humble, kinder human being. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so easy to root for this person. Um, just so caring. She was also another another one of the players who uh, was quick to talk to any any of the children at the the events oh, awesome. on on a Sunday. I, I mean, she's one of those people that unlike. Veronica Burton does seem smaller in person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, obviously that's one thing going for her, but I mean, I think there were what three players in, in college basketball that scored 50 points this year. Mm-hmm. And, and she's one of them. Uh, 
an absolute bucket in the same way that Kirsten Bell is. I think the fit with Connecticut is beyond perfect because if you remember back to last season, it was, you know, in fourth quarters of games, you, you can only get so much from relying on a, on a big in clutch situations. You still need a guard creator. I'm not saying that Nia can come in and do that right away. She's going to be young, but for me, the potential with kind of her, say she's got a clutch gene, she's got a pull up, uh, she's got exceptional handles. Uh, obviously, the defense is going to be tough, but uh, that's the identity of that team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Miller uh, drills that down. So I, I think it's an awesome, awesome opportunity, and, and the fit's going to be great. Good culture there. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine watching her and Courtney Williams like yeah. just shoot around together, like insane. No, it's going to be, she's going to have to compete for a spot too. Um, just like to be clear, like Atisha Heidemann's there, uh, Carrington's there and Charles, the, those three haven't again done all the maths quite yet uh, with, with the new situation with their pick, but I don't think they can keep this pick without yeah. one of those three going, which is tough, but like you're saying, I think she brings the thing that they need, not only this year, but long-term, you know, because they have Courtney Williams for this year, but if they could get a younger, cheaper replacement that's on their team-friendly deal going forward after a year of learning under Courtney Williams, well, that kind of makes sense. I think she can also be a little bit, I think Courtney is um, not necessarily the person you want as the point guard, um, just for various reasons i think it takes some of her explosiveness out i think she has to look too much to feed other people i think she's best when she's just like i'm getting this bucket regardless i think nia is best in that too but i think she also can be like your straight up backup point guard at times and now i don't think natisha heidman's going anywhere because last time i checked she was engaged to the starting point guard on that team so i'd be very shocked if natisha heidman goes anywhere but I do think Nia has a really good chance to make the team. I think she brings, like what you're saying, exactly what they need and can be kind of a developmental piece here while also being a good backup in case Courtney Williams gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I want to say that uh, talking to like Todd Roman from uh, Beyond Women's Sports, yeah. it's like he was kind of putting in throwaway draft picks there just because of the salary crap situation there. But uh I mean, if they can find a way to make it work, I, I do like the fit. I mean, I think I saw a lot of people uh, kind of plugging Veronica Bird in there too, which yeah. I wouldn't have hated either. I think she fits that identity also. But yeah, that hive uh, is strong. I think. Oh, we're here. Uh, I think everyone was super joyful seeing her her name get called. So, um, and she was so nice to me. Uh, I am not deserving, not worthy. Um, <laughs> So, yes, you uh, are. We all, we all are. And Nia uh, knows it. So Nia, when you're going to come on the pod at some point, don't worry. We'll, I'll, we'll get, we'll have your people get in touch with, or I'll, our people will get in touch with your people. We'll be on the pod soon. Also, I just want to mention like her, her outfit. I, it was really funny. Like I had the same exact reaction as my wife. I saw it. I was like, oh, that's really cute. I think my wife would look really good in that. And I showed it to my wife and she was like, oh, that's really cute. I look really good in that. So Good job, Nia, for choosing an outfit that, that caters to both me and and my wife uh, and gives us a good talking point. Um, unfortunately, Emily was working throughout the draft. If not, I would have had some more reactions from her because she's very funny in these things. Sorry about the jump cut you just saw. That's because Zoom completely quit out on us because it's like it's 1130 on the East Coast 
And buddy, you're not in the final four anymore. So please stop doing these midnight podcasts. Nevertheless, we persisted. Let's let's do uh let's let's give Zoom what it wants. So let's try to get out of here in a, an expedient fashion. So here we go. We're gonna go lightning round takes. Uh, Dano, you start. You're, we're just gonna give takes back and forth. Minimal inter minimal interactions with the takes. So yes. let's let's do it. Dano, hit me with one. Vino Westbrook will be the only UConn player uh, to get playing time this year. Hot dog. That is a take, friends. Why? One, she fell way too far. She's got the she's got a WNBA body, long, can fill it up, mm -hmm. and uh, probably I mean if behind Burden and uh, I think yeah behind Burden to me the strongest defensive guard in this draft. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, I like this. Right. I like this. What about you? All right, so I I love the Avina Westbrook take as a as an Avina Westbrook long time defender. I have to look at what their um, roster situation is, but I hope I hope that's right. I, I think here, uh, Kristen Williams, I would pick her, but that's that's nearly here nor there. Uh, I'm going with Nas Hillman going at at what she was. That's 15. All right, actually, here's my take: WNBA.com put the number of the pick next to the player's name, not the number of the pick in the round because that's pretty useless to me as someone who's trying to do the entire draft. Like, don't put one next to the 12th pick or the 13th pick, because that's what you have it right now. Do 13, 14, 15. I, we can figure out what where we are, because that was confusing to me for a second. Now on to Nas Hillman. I said Kirsten Bell is a steal of the draft. I think Nas Hillman going to Atlanta could be the steal of the draft. I wouldn't have said that if she went at, to other places, because I think she's going to have the time to develop in Atlanta. And they're going to have time to figure out exactly what she can be. So I think the biggest problem with Nas at the moment is we don't know what she can be. We know she's really good. She has a really high motor and she will work and she's a good person to have in your locker. If you got those three things, you can stick around for a little bit. And maybe she just, maybe her destiny is like undersized role player center, like a Rashawn the gray. And that works out because those players you kind of need around, but I think in Atlanta, she's going to have the chance to at least broach her ceiling, figure out what it is. And because of where they are in their rebuild, she will have time to start developing. And I think, I think this is probably going to be the best for her. So my take is that her ending up in Atlanta at 15 could make her the steal of the draft. I love that take. I think uh, I talked to coach uh, Barnes Rico. Yeah, so for a, a hot minute and I don't I mean obviously she's passionate for a player but wow that was a, a whole different type of level of passion than I've ever yeah. seen and I mean if you watch Nas Hillman you've you've seen her dominate uh time after time after time uh so I do hope it translates um I have another hot take for you okay third round pick I believe pick 30th overall Jasmine Dickey will be an all-star in five years an all-star in five years. Book it, folks. I'm going to set an alarm on my phone. Yeah, I want that alarm. I want that alarm. I love Jasmine Dickey. I really do. And shouts to the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Conference. Um, fighting Blue Hens. The fight, the fight in Blue Hens. I mean, they've produced, they've produced some, some really, really good players. Uh, uh, yeah. One, one, one pretty good one. At, at least one that you know. There's one that you know. Um, so, yeah. Okay. I'm down with it. 
I'm down with it. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen just for just for the record. Yeah, um, I, yeah I disagree. That's what hot takes it for. That's what hot takes are for, though. I, I think it's it's a definitely a fun one. I'm trying to look. It's kind of been. Uh, I was kind of expecting this to be more of a mid-major player draft. I thought. Well, I thought Kirsten Bell was gonna go earlier, and that would set us up more for a lot of the the mid-major players. But we did see a lot of them in the third round, uh, along with with Dicky, among others. Um, I think here's my here's my here's a hot take. I think New York. Trying to decide, I'm trying to decide if they want it's. I think New York got the most upside. There we go. New York got the most upside in this draft because they got Niara Sabli at four. Sabli, I don't know, but if she's healthy and she if develops, she's if she's healthy, and that's a huge question. And like I mentioned, she might be a zero because she can't contribute at all because you can't contribute if you're not playing. And she develops the things that she's good at. I mean, that could be the best player in this draft. Could be. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but could be. So they got one player, could be the best player in the draft. Their, uh, their second round pick, they traded uh, for Lorella Kubai. Kubai, I think, could be one of those role players, like I was talking about Nas Hillman. Could be kind of like, you know, uh, Trying try to think of the it's it's not Rashana Gray, it's a little different. Um mm. does she give you more than Kylie Shook this year? I think she might. That's my point. So I was trying to she she could be well, I think what she does is she could be a better backup to Steph Dolson. And that could be useful because Steph Dolson has a high foul rate. And I'm not sure you want you know yeah. Kylie Shook doing what Steph Dolson does. Very so true. there's a there's there's a potential player there. And then in the third round, <laughs> they got Sika Kone from Mali, who a player we all thought was going to go in the first round. I don't know if she's stashed. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if she's going to make a roster, and I don't particularly care. I think it's a really cool pick because that player at least has the upside to being yep. a, and the level of those first-round picks. So we're talking about potential starter or potential sixth woman at some point. And maybe it doesn't – maybe none of this pans out, and it looks really bad in a few years. But I think for now – if you're if you're a person who's like draft should be about upside, I think New York gave you the draft. I love that as a as a local resident yes. of New York City, uh, it's it's what I love to see. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. People forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. They did sneak into the playoffs. Uh, so I wanted to do one quick thing with you. Also, give me your rookie of the year. Mm. But then, then take out Ryan and uh, Melissa. So, I mean, for me, it's Ryan Howard. So, okay. yeah. you know, uh, I think she's going to just get, I think that's like an, an opportunity level. Like just going to get so many touches. Um, Agreed. But if for I sure. can't, can't pick one of those two uh, and I'm not going to be boring and pick Shakira Austin. Well, so, am... so here's the thing with Shakira. I don't think Shakira is going to play all that much. Well, if things go right for the Mystics, Shakira Austin should not play. That yeah, much. that's it's true. Developmental that's true. Thing. Yeah. But, so I agree. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So who, who you got? Ray Burrell. Ray Burrell. Interesting. Interesting. So my problem with Ray Burrell, who went Hit me. ninth to the Sparks, is that I just never saw her healthy this year. And, I, and, and the, the lift wasn't there. And I know she has it because she showed it on tape from their junior year. So it's like the problem with her winning rookie of the year is I'm not sure she's healthy right now. That's my only thing. But I'd like, I like, 
I like the take because I think it's I think it's off the board. And if you look at let's look at Los Angeles's um just their depth chart here. I mean, she could end up being their backup two guard or like playing, you know, playing a two three role. Yeah, I, I could see her literally, you know, I mean, when teams go to lineups, they trust mm-hmm. uh, in the fourth, which is usually a mix. I mean, it's why, like, I, I want to say, like, Kelsey Plum's, you know, fourth minutes were insane. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't come off the court in the fourth. I, I'm hyping her up a lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, if she's healthy uh, on that roster, uh, which, I mean, for those who do bet on the WNBA, I mean, Sparks games are an under machine uh, mm-hmm. with the way Derek Fisher has been playing. Uh, she could be a huge spark. I mean, I feel like that that team is looking for, I mean, if she can just come in and and be a spot up shooter to start, gain that confidence uh, to where she can create in the league, uh, I think sky's the limit for her. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for the Sparks. I mean, obviously they were very unhealthy last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the league's fun with the Sparks are good. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. I hope I hope they are good because the players on the team seem very nice and I hope they succeed because I'm hoping for everyone's success, uh, as I've said many a time. Um, man, now I, I'm looking now. It's just looking a at who, question. <laughs> it, it's difficult because I'm looking at like who's going to have enough responsibility while also being on a team where they're succeeding. And I think Ryan gets over that because she's the number one pick. So everyone's expecting yeah. their team to be bad and i actually don't i think atlanta is gonna be i don't think they're gonna make the playoffs but i think they're gonna come close so i think they're gonna that she might get the bump from that i don't think any of the indiana people are good bets right Uh, there's too many rookies on that team for for there to be a rookie of the year um oh so maybe i might go veronica burton here because oh because Burton might like, depending on what Dallas does, um, she could be like their backup guard. Like she could be like the the first guard or second guard off the bench. No, yeah. second guard off the bench. Because Mabry, yeah, so she'll be the second guard off the bench, and she'll play on a pretty good team that is trying to contend. Um, and make with Maya Hollingshed too, I just in case. Because like, if her shooting's really that real. And Becky's like, hey, let's just like go giant at the three. And we put Hamby or Hollingshed at the three. She could get a ton of minutes. So yeah, I mean, you can make I'm, the same argument for Kirsten Bell, just a little bit, a little bit less size, yeah. right? Well, um, I'm assuming I'm assuming that Hollingshed is gonna get more minutes than Bell, but maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. It's it's uh it's those are both good choices. Yeah. I'm I'm right with it. Uh I do think yeah. it's right, but we're, we're both we both think it's gonna be Ryan Howard, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so wait, uh, you kind of said it twice. So who is the steal of the draft? If you just had a pick right now, um, and we said Kristen Bell, uh, the hot take was you know sort of Nas Hillman if mm-hmm. you know she's good, uh, but you know Gabe Ibrahim still of the twenty two WWNBA draft. I gotta go with Kristen Bell then. I had her at like four. I forget. Let me see where do I have where do I have her. I know this is mock draft 1.0. I should pull up mock draft 2.0. Um, I got I mean, yeah, I go with Bell because I think Bell, I had her six and she went 11th. And I think she has, 
it's a low chance that she's a superstar, but there's a chance. And that's more than I can say for all of the people picked after like four or five. Yeah. I, I love all the reactions um, post-draft and all the draft grades. We have no idea, but uh, I mean, yeah, we know there's one, one surefire superstar in this draft, maybe two. Who knows? Who knows? I know. <laughs> here's the thing, folks. Here's the thing in life. Forget about basketball in life. Like 75% of success is based on environment. Pretty much 75% of success is based on environment. So if any of these players end up in a great spot, like we're thinking that some of these players have ended up, that could boost them to being superstar potential. And if some of them ended up in a bad spot, that could bring them down from being a star to being someone who, who drifts around the league. That So that's the thing with the draft is like, it's not necessarily just about the player evaluations because yeah, we could be totally wrong on the player evaluations. It's like, even if we're right on the player evaluations, the environment matters, the coaching matters, the coaching stability matters, the development process, the, 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 the doctors that each team has, which varies greatly in the WNBA has an effect on all of this. So that's my, that's my, like, that's my always biggest point with the draft is like, we don't, like you said, we don't know. And two, we don't know what's going to affect the things that we do know. That's right. All right. Uh, let's wrap up. It is yes. late. Yes. It is late, folks. And uh, we took the podcast long because I'm involved. And I love hearing myself talk. And Dano, thank you for, for hearing me talk and being on the pod, dude. I love hearing you talk. And I'll, I'll go listen, even though I don't like to listen to myself, just to hear you talk more. It's, uh, it's always the highlight of my weeks. No, thanks. I never listen to these. I'm kidding, guys. I listen to the podcast, obviously. Uh, and we hope you, you're listening to it. We hope you subscribe, like we mentioned, on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app. We hope you're following us on Twitter, on all social media. We are going to be covering the WNBA, like we always do, comprehensively, trying to go to every single game. Uh, we don't know how many games we're going to be able to get to. We don't know where these rookies are going to be. We don't know what's going to happen between now and the, and the start of the season, but we know we'll be there for you. So keep it locked right here on Her Hoop Stats. And we'll talk to you next time. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.